Welcome back to the Company of One podcast. This is Dale Callahan, your host. This is episode number 144. Today, we're talking about master's degrees, engineering management, or MBA. Question I talk about so often, uh, and we'll get into that in a minute, though. Uh, before first, a shout out. I'm trying to get people that are you know, if, if you haven't done it yet, go to my iTunes uh, link and send me a review. I'm trying to get the reviews updated. I took a hiatus off this podcast for a while and now trying to get back into liveliness of, of doing the podcast and keeping it open, keeping it going. Uh, so I would appreciate so much a, a podcast review uh, on iTunes. Link in the show notes, dellcallahan.com slash 144. We'll tell you where that is. Uh, this is from J.A. Shaw, 175. Uh, he's talking about the, he's a, uh, one of the reviewers. So just a shout out to J.A. Shaw, 175. This is very beneficial. The information Dell presents has been very beneficial in my job slash career search. I rec- recommend Dell's website and podcast to everyone. The benefits from his knowledge and expertise are without compare. Thank you so much, J.A. Shaw, uh, 175, whoever you are. Uh, the uh, the iTunes review things are kind of funny because you get people's uh, codes and their handles. You never see their real name. Well, a few people put their real name uh, in their code. I think I might because, well, I'm not creative. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much. It doesn't matter what you put in there. You know who you are. And uh, thank you so much for your review and the time. So I want to go and jump into this topic that I talk about so, so often. Uh, So if you don't know, I run an engineering management program at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. So I'm in the School of Engineering. I'm Associate Dean. I'm the Program Director over what's called the Information Engineering Management Program. We've been doing this since 2000. It was a program created out of industry, uh, created to... uh, grow technology leaders. But, you know, we also have an MBA. And by the way, how did I get into this job? A lot of the things I talk about is exactly how I get into this job. This is an aside, but if you've listened to uh, some of the podcasts about how to find a job, I was searching for what to do next and had a PhD, had recently gotten a PhD, had a lot of industry experience, entrepreneur experience, various things, and I'm just asking questions. Mm-hmm. And I started asking questions to people in the university, and they had created this program, the IEM, or Information Engineering Management Program. They had created it, but they didn't have a champion to run it. And so as they ran into me talking, they had never advertised a position or anything. They said, hey, do you want to do this? I really didn't at first. But uh, it's been a, it's been a blast doing it, uh, mostly because I work with people like yourself. I work with technology people that are trying to grow in leadership. Maybe some of them already are in leadership uh, that have energy and they just do all kinds of crazy things. That's how I ended up here. Since then, I've been doing this. But I also have an MBA, so I have an undergraduate in engineering, a master's in electrical engineering a PhD in electrical engineering, I have an MBA. So I've seen, uh, whoops, there's my phone going off. Uh, so I've seen um, different kind of things in different places, taking a look at all these different things. So I'm not anti one thing or another. <clears throat> so 
engineering management versus MBA. A lot of people who come to me, they're technologists, they're trying to grow in their companies, and they're saying, what do I do? So let's talk about kind of what this means. Um, <coughs> by the way, some people are saying to me, well, the MBA seems to be fading in popularity. Um, I, you know, I, I think there may be some truth to that. I don't know. I haven't done a full study on that. Uh, but, you know, we, we're looking at what works for you. So here's some things to consider. If you're kind of looking at what to do next graduate-wise or take your degree, is before making a decision, what's the culture of the company you work for? So a lot of people will come to me and say, what's going to help me better in my company, a MBA or the engineering management? And, you know, it depends. There's not a single answer to that. The first question I always ask people is, do you want to stay at that company? Because don't make a decision based upon the culture of a company that you really don't want to stay at very long. Make a decision based upon the cult culture of the company you want to be in. Maybe you want to move from Intel to Microsoft. You know, don't worry about what Intel thinks. Worry about what Microsoft thinks, right? So what's the culture, though? And what I mean by that is some companies, if you want to stay there, if you want to be there, some companies value the MBA, usually because the leader has an MBA. I mean, let's just face it. These are personal issues, right? They're not, they're not issues of uh, usually policy. It's because that leader has an MBA, and oftentimes they have an affiliation for what they have and even the school they went to. So if your leader's value MBAs, or if they don't value MBAs, or if you hear the message from your leadership that MBAs are kind of a dying breed, or we got tons of MBAs around here we don't really need anymore. I mean, I've heard all of these, right? That uh, those are the kind of things that you take into account because, you know, why go spend time and money to do look like everybody else? You Part of what you're trying to do is set yourself apart. So look at your culture. You know, what is it they value? You know, if, you, if you're told the only path to growth here, and this is where you want to stay, the only path to growth here is an MBA, then why, why go against the grain? You know, do, to, to think about where you are, where you want to be in the culture. And, you know, so knowing where you want to go, knowing where you are in that culture will help you make that decision. Usually the answer, though, is it depends. I mean, for one thing, if your leader is pro-MBA or anti-MBA, your leader tends to change. And they may not be around much longer anyway, and that culture could change overnight. So thinking about that. Um, so, so defining your goal, though. So as you look back, and this is the question I'm always having people, what do you want to do? Where do you want to be in five years? I always ask that question, right? Because... If you are looking to be a grunt in technology, I'm looking to go deeper into technology. I want to be the technology guru. I want to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Then the answer is probably you don't want either one of these. You don't want an MBA, nor do you want an engineering management degree. You probably want to get a graduate degree or not. Maybe not. You might just want to get more technical experience or you might want to go take Udemy courses or something. But if you're looking for a graduate degree, you might rather get an, a graduate degree in electrical, mechanical engineering, computer science, whatever your field is. If you want to go 
deeper because typically the graduate degrees in technology area fields are going deeper in the technology, not into management. They almost don't ever talk about the management leadership type stuff. So if, you know, what is, what is the goal? If you're looking to grow into leadership or maybe even move out of the technical stuff, you know, that's how where I was. I was the technical grunt for a while. You know, I was the technologist uh, doing the work. And it got, while it was interesting, it, I wanted to move out. I wanted to grow. And I would like to say I had this strategy, but it was kind of I fell into a strategy. So thinking about where you want to go, thinking about your culture, these are places to start. Don't trust me or an MBA leader or any engineering management program. Don't trust an academic advisor to make those decisions for you because they're never, they're never the same. And, and if, if, if I tell you I know very, <clears throat> I mean, I know a lot about your com- company culture, maybe I do. But the fact is, you probably know more about your company culture than I do. Even if I've worked with them closely and worked for them, you know those things. Those change. Those things change, and I cares. I care more about your culture. In other words, the culture you experience. So let's talk about the two different paths. Uh, let's talk about kind of what you're going to see in MBA versus engineering management. So let's talk about MBA, for instance. They're not all the same. If you just take everything else off the table, MBA programs are not all the same. You see courses like economics, accounting. Some have entrepreneurship, not all. Some will talk about innovation, not all. Marketing, strategy, project management, you see that more often now. Organizational development, you'll see these kind of topics. But some won't have it. Some won't cover economics hardly at all. Some won't cover accounting hardly at all. Uh, and so you're looking at these different mixes of courses. And the way we create programs is oftentimes we, uh, we, we create where our strengths are. So when these programs are created, probably went with the strengths of the faculty that they had. Uh, you know, I, that's just the facts. and That's how we do things. Um, you know, they may have created a course or two based upon what industry wanted, but it was probably the industries that spoke into those programs. And that's another thing you see in the MBA program if they have industry connections. Not all do. But if they have industry connections, those industries are highly influential. Do you care about those industries? What if the power industry, the utilities industry, speaks highly into the MBA program? That's not where you want to be. Well, that. Maybe it's not the path for you, right? And that's another, so you're looking at the coursework lineup, and the other thing you're looking for is connections to industry, and they're highly, highly variable. Now, one thing this is going to be true in almost every graduate program is the academic leaders will say, we have strong industry connections. Now, I'm not saying they're lying. I'm just saying they kind of have their head in their sand a lot of times because a lot of these people say that, but they don't really know what that means because they never leave their offices. I mean, I work with people in academia right now who will say we have strong industry connections and we value them, and they literally never leave campus. They never go out and look inside an industry. They rarely talk to industry leaders. You know, So what kind of industry connections do you really have? Right, you're, and if that's the leadership uh, that you're talking about, 
in your MBA programs, uh, then you're more going to be an academic program, right? It's going to be pure. Now, some will just say we're purely academic. Uh, They might come out with those words. And by that, I mean they're not really connected to industry. They're much more connected to theory and what the textbooks say and what the case studies say. They don't really care what the industry says. Some talk about industry but have little connections, like I just said. So you really, some are highly, highly connected to industry. Uh, So you have to really look. Don't trust their words, their brochures, their website. Look at their faculty. Do they really have industry connections? And don't just look at their bios. You kind of, you, you got to look deeper, look at their LinkedIn profiles. You know, if they don't have a LinkedIn profile, there's a clue, right? Uh, but if they have a LinkedIn profile, it looks all they're connected to is academic people, uh, then you know, they're probably more of the academic thing. So you're looking for people who are really out, engaged with, talking to, listening to industry. If you want to grow an industry, that's the thing. If you want a purely academic program, and every now and then I do have somebody comes to us and says, I just want a purely academic experience, then what I have to offer is not for you. And I'll tell them that. Um, but most people I find, especially if you have industry experience, you want something that kind of connects to the reality that you live in. Uh, so don't just trust the words that they say. Okay, that's the MBA. So let's talk about the uh, engineering management programs. Now, again, varieties all over. If you look up engineering management, you'll see all kinds of varieties. They're not all the same. Uh, Coursework variations. You'll see some of the MBA courses, marketing maybe, strategy, project management, but you'll see things like statistics, systems engineering, entrepreneurship and innovation is popular in this area, leadership and strategy, communications. And what I mean is, professional communication, speaking, email, writing. Uh, That's actually more popular in the engineering management than it is in the MBA. Usually the MBA guys and the gals are coming from a business background. Um, And so they're not as inclined to do that because maybe they've had some of that in the undergraduate. We engineers, we don't hardly teach that at all, right? So it's a very strong point. As a matter of fact, in the engineering management programs that I'm involved in, uh, communications is a big deal. The The people who come into our programs, the students, we call them clients in our case, but the students really, really value the communications courses, and it really helps to set many of them on a tra- trajectory for growth, significant growth in their company or, or organization. Now, many of the engineering management programs will allow or require some technical paths. So you might find some, um, and we have one that's uh, geared at the university uh, at UAB that's geared toward you take so many core courses and then you pick a technical path, maybe uh, machine automation or, or power industry or biotechnology. So you're picking a technical path. So what's going to happen is you've got these core courses. Maybe it's three, maybe it's six. It just depends. Uh, That's kind of your engineering management, MBA kind of mix things. And you are then allowed to go down a technical path, which basically you take just the normal technology courses as if you were doing a master's in that particular field. So that's a popular one. So look at your coursework. They vary widely. Um, some of them, many engineering programs, 
are thrown together based upon the same thing before. What the faculty teach, uh, what we have available now. You know, I mean, here's how we do things in academia. We need, we think this is a good program. We have these courses already available. I mean, the, the term what we call butts in seats is the, is the terminology you hear. We have courses available. They're graduate courses. They're getting five to ten people in them. We can, if we gr- offer this graduate program in engineering management, we can put more butts in the seats of that course, right? And, and I mean, that's exactly how it's said. The MBA programs say the same thing too. But um, <clears throat> so a lot of times we package together what we already have, uh, put duct tape on it, call it a, a degree program, and that's you know that's just the way things work. Uh, so, but you want to look at what it is that fits you. Right. Look at the path. Look at what they're doing. Lots of them uh, have a popularity with statistics, and there's some of them that go under the what's called the uh, American Society of Engineering Management, which has certain requirements. Uh, statistics being one of them. Uh, we don't do that in ours uh, for the for that reason. It's not a fit for us. It doesn't seem to fit where the industry's taking us. Um, Many of them also require that you have an undergraduate degree specifically. So we have one at the university that requires an undergraduate degree in engineering, and then we have some that do not, and that varies uh, fairly widely. Most of them are looking for some technical experience, whether it's an undergraduate or whether it's work experience. So you have these course variations, you have these requirements variations coming in, and then you have the connections to industry. Now, depending, your engineering management may have less connection to industry than your MBA because they tend to be more academic. Um, The MBAs are more business as a default nature. Now, I've seen MBA programs where there wasn't an industry person who walked in the room ever. And all the coursework, you never really got connected to industry. You might be connected to academia and government, which is kind of just another academia. Um, But you don't really connect to industry. In engineering management, you might be less likely to connect to industry. And again, it depends. You want to look behind the scenes, ask questions. All of them will talk about industry connections. But look deeply. Who are the faculty? Who are the leading faculty? What are they teaching? Do they have an engineering advisory board? And that's the same for the MBA. Do they have an advisory board? Do they look active? If you call one of the advisory board members, and this isn't in the case of either one of them, or email them, do they even know they're on the board? Because a lot of times these boards are put together, they never ever meet, they never do anything. So you're looking for a a relatively active board. That doesn't mean they're meeting more than once a year necessarily, but do they even know they're on the board? So these are kind of things. If you're an industry person, generally speaking, you probably want an industry-focusing engineering management or MBA program. Again, you pick which one fits you uh, based upon this. So let's talk about how do you evaluate them. So let's go back and talk about you. What's your goal? Are you wanting to move into technology leadership? Are you wanting to go pure academic versus applied? Or do you just want to get a degree? And let's face it, some people just want a piece of paper to hang on the wall. 
for whatever reason, I need this. You know, if it's the last one, you do the easiest path that fits your culture. Maybe I'd even say the cheapest path. And, you, and it gets you there. But on the other two questions, what are, you, what are your goals? Are you wanting to move into technology leadership? Usually that's what I find. Most people are wanting to move out of doing the grunt work into management or leadership, sometimes even starting their own company, which by definition is leadership. So again, look at the faculty. What are the industry backgrounds? As you're evaluating, what are the industry backgrounds do they have? Have they ever practiced what they teach? Boy, this was a big one to me. I just can't tell you the number of faculty who teach courses that they've never actually done the work. Right? They've never actually done the work in real life. I took a course one time just for fun of it. Uh, and I think it was in an MBA program, and I took this elective-type course on investing. And the guy was talking about the theory of investing and all the mathematics of investing, and it was crazy, complica- complicated, a bunch of calculus. And I went up to him one day and asked him about stock investing because it was something I was interested in. And he made the comment to me. He said, well, I don't do that. That's just too risky. And, and I talked to him for just a minute more, and I realized you don't really, besides the theory, you don't know anything of what you're talking about. You just know how to do these equations. So theoretically, you understand about investing, but you don't really understand about investing. Right? So that's, that's the kind of experience that you kind of want to dig out and see what's, what, what's going on. Do they know what they're teaching about? Again, if you're an industry person, you need them to know what it's like in a real industry. Here's what happens if I come into a classroom and teach theoretically and teach to a bunch of people who have industry experience. Now, maybe it's a mixed class. The people who are the pure academic, maybe they just graduated, they'll believe everything I say. The ones who have real industry experience will call my bluff. And they'll say, you don't know what the heck. That's not how that happens in the real world. And think about your undergraduate experience. How much of your undergraduate actually works that way in industry? It's a big divide. When you get into the graduate level work, whether it's MBA or engineering management, I think if you're planning on staying in industry, you need to really look at something that has an application to the real world. That's my opinion. And most people will agree with that. Now, the other question that you have is uh, looking at both the MBAs and engineering management as you're evaluating, is experience required? And what I mean is, is your experience required? Are you required to have industry experience to get into the program? If you want to grow your network, you personally, your personal professional network, go for programs that require experience. Why do I want to be in a room full of a bunch of fresh meat graduates, whether it's MBA, business, engineering, I don't care. Why do I want to be in a room and grow with them? Are they going to be in a position of power maybe one day? Maybe, maybe not. But I already am ahead of them. You might be interested to know the typical MBA graduate makes about $80,000 a year. So a lot of engineers I talk to that are asking this question they're asking me what people make, you know, and I'm like, well, you're typically ahead of the, financially, of the typical MBA graduate. 
So why are you doing that? And you're going to be sitting in a room, and sometimes they're looking at these MBA programs that are mostly geared to non-professionals. You're going to be sitting in a room with people who have little experience, and you've got 10 years or something of industry experience. So uh, to me, go to where you grow your network. That's the most powerful thing you get out of these programs is your shoulder-to-shoulder with people in different industries, not the faculty, yes, them too, but... But I mean the other students, the other clients in the program, as we call them. They got all this industry experience, and that's where your growth, a lot of your growth is going to come from. So if if the program is geared toward recent graduates, that's fine if you're a recent graduate or you're, you're one of these, I'm a senior moving into a graduate program, and that's what it's geared for. That's fine. But uh, for most of you, I would look for experience for programs that require experience, where you actually have to justify you have enough industry experience to get in the program. Those, to me, are a bit, whether it's MBA or engineering management, those are better fits. And the third thing, or the, the in, ter- for, in terms of evaluation, of the fourth thing actually, we're talking about what's your goal? Look at the faculty; it's experience required. And and uh, number four, what are the income project- projections? Now, this doesn't matter as much if it's in a program that requires experience. It's really irrelevant um, whether it, if it requires experience because you, people are coming in at income levels and they're going out at income levels and they're all over the map. If it's a program that is strictly for uh, recent graduates and it's going to take them from a $60,000 a year job to an $80,000 a year job, okay, well that's that's helpful. But the rest of it, and we get this question all the time, it just depends. I mean, we got people coming in the program making six plus figures, some of them multiple six figures, and we got people coming in the program making $40,000 a year. And, and, and the year's experience don't correlate. Right. Someone may have lots of years' experience and not be making little because of the kind of industry they work in. So the income projections depend highly on that. I, people love to ask that question, but that's more about you. And, and we can talk about that. because. And one of the things, I'll talk about what we do in a minute. Uh, but before I jump into that, other considerations. Does the engineering management talk more your language? Now, what I mean is, if you're a technical person, you have a technical undergraduate degree, you have technology experience, you think and speak tech. You have particular challenges on your job, meaning they look at you like a technologist, not like a leader. And that's something serious that has to be overcome. That's not trivial. You're almost, as a technologist, a blue-collar worker. You may not like that, but that's just the reality. Many people have a hard time escaping doing the tech grunt work because the company needs your skill and they're going to try to keep you there. So many people will actually have to leave their <clears throat> leave their company before they can pull this off. And again, that <clears throat> excuse me, that depends on the company. That depends on what uh, their needs are. But does it, does it move, help you move, does the engineering management help you move from a technologist doer to a tech leader? And again, as you're evaluating the programs, look at that. The MBAs are kind of geared toward that thing, leadership. 
But don't believe the thing that to be a CEO or an officer of a company, you have to have an MBA. MBAs can be geared toward middle management. A lot of their structure, what they teach, is a middle management structure. Does that mean some don't move into the executive suite? Absolutely not. Some do. Same with engineering management. Uh, they tend to be a middle structure. I mean, most of them. They tend to be a middle structure, middle management structure in the technology sector. Does that mean some of them don't become chief technology officers or CEOs? Absolutely not. It doesn't mean that. And the fact is, any program can say whatever they want. It's really, are they going to teach you the skills to help you get to where you want? That is the focus. So as we're talking about that, let me give you a little quick shout about our IEM program. Because many of you are probably asking that, what are we doing? So we have multiple graduate programs at the university. The one that I'm most involved in is, um, is what's called the Information Engineering Management. And so here's what we do. We're very real-world focused. Everything we focus on is excruciatingly real-world. Real we hardly ever will use a textbook. We're going to use a book that you buy from Amazon, Barnes & Noble type stuff, more likely. We, we, we tend to use books that leaders read and not the academics read. I'm not making fun of them. I'm just, that's the reality. You want to connect with leaders. You want to connect with your leadership of your organization. So we're very, very real world. When we talk about stuff like project management, we don't even talk the theory of the Project Management Institute, which is in itself theory. We talk about how does project management really work? Okay, here's their framework, but how does it really work in the real field where you're doing, dealing with real people, real priorities, real things going on? So we're very real-world focused. We have very real faculty, meaning everybody that teaches in our program actually does for a living what they're teaching. That's just a requirement. This is what they do. This is their background. We tend to call ourselves clients. I've referred to us as clients. We always call them clients. And here's why. If you come into our program, you're paying us in exchange for a benefit, right? That's a client. That's a, we, we might call it a customer, but in this relationship, that's more of a client. So client versus students, we just like the word clients. Uh, the university doesn't appreciate that so much all the time, but we, we tend to be client-focused versus curriculum-focused. Now, what I mean by that is in a lot of academic circles, we come up with this curriculum and we drive everybody through that curriculum, right? Every single person goes through that curriculum the same, and it's kind of like when they come in, they look like this, and when they come out, they all look like this. You know, we've shaved them. You, know, you go into undergraduate and electrical engineering program with various tech skills, and you come out, and you basically all have the same skill set. That's what we call curriculum focus. We, uh, it's kind of a manufacturing approach. What we're doing is more client focus. We have a curriculum, but we do a lot of coaching that's embedded because part of the questions we're going to be asking is, where do you want to go, and how can we help you get to where you want to go? So it's this coaching-focused, client-focused thing a lot of your coursework for us might end up being stuff on your job. You're going to be talking to your boss and your leadership of your company a lot in our program. 
That's just built into the curriculum because we want to help you grow. We want to help you be a leader. We want to help you grow your income, not later, but while you're in the program. Matter of fact, we call it the $30,000 challenge. <clears throat> Our program is about $30,000. Nobody shows up to a graduate program because they have too much time on their hands or too much money in their pocket, right? You have an objective. This is why I'm doing this. If you're going to invest $30,000 or your company or whoever, you should get a return on investment. Now, we can't promise this. I can't put this on our website uh, legally. But our goal is that by the time you graduate, you're making $30,000 more than you were when you got in, at least. Now, many people hit that in the first couple of terms because that's what we're teaching. We're teaching you how to add value to you by adding value to your clients. Same kind of stuff we teach on this podcast, right? Which is all about growing your income. So I hope this helps. This is a whole bunch of information uh, about looking at the MBA versus engineering management. Uh, it gives you some things to think about. I'll put in the show notes a couple of links back to our program and where we talk about this some more. If you search this question, MBA versus engineering management on the web, you'll find you'll find a lot of similar stuff to what I'm saying. Uh, some of it's you know, built into programs, some of it's not. Uh, in other words, it's at the university, at the MBA, or something that's written an article. Usually nobody's dogging somebody else, but they're trying to help you make a decision and just showing you different things. But at the end of the day, remember, we're all businesses. We're all advertising to you. Uh, so you use your judgment. You make a decision based upon your needs and not based upon what they tell you. If you have questions about this and you want to talk about it, shoot me an email, dale at dalecallahan.com. Uh, we'll get on the phone. I'll, I'll talk from either a personal level or university level, whatever one you want to talk about. Um, and uh, we'll be glad to help you think through this strategy. So this is great, I hope. I hope you enjoyed it. I thank you again for the listening. And uh, if you're looking for a uh, – I certainly am looking for podcast reviews. So if you can do that. Thank you so much in advance, and we'll talk to you next week.